Star Wars 7x7, episode 347. Today, answering the question, are the new Expanded Universe novels and comics making the movies themselves better? Punch it, Chewie. No traps, no moisture, no committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedis. It's the Star Wars 7x7 podcast with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod, and I thought now that we are half a dozen issues into the major Star Wars comic series, Star Wars and Darth Vader, that it might be worth trying to evaluate how they are going to influence the entirety of the canon to begin with. This is where the fun begins. Well, yeah, I kind of think so. And uh, it's certainly not to give short shrift to the Princess Leia series, which is really only a miniseries, and Canon The Last Padawan, which is just a, a couple of issues in so far. But the main Star Wars comics, the Star Wars and the Darth Vader series, six issues in, now have left a significant imprint on the Star Wars universe. And I'd like to see what you think about whether this actually makes the universe better or worse, especially as it relates to the original trilogy. And uh, we'll talk about that more a bit later, but first let's see what's going on in life on Tweedoween. No! Oh, so many no's in the Star Wars trilogy. I wonder if they're going to stick one in The Force Awakens. I almost hope not. I hope that's one of the things that they do not call back, but uh, I digress. This is coming from the official Star Wars account, and they are linking to a story that talks about, among other things, the debut of five minutes of actual gameplay footage from Star Wars Battlefront. And on the one hand, I am super psyched about this because, heck, it shows Hoth, and I love all things Hoth. It is my favorite part of the entire six movies to date, and also just, you know, The Empire Strikes back in general naturally so um that is fantastic the sad thing is that i actually get video game related motion sickness and so it was enough to actually start to make me feel a little queasy unfortunately but the footage is awesome and it's worth it's worth watching a few times even if it makes you a little queasy like me and we've got that link to the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com all right, let's see what we got in the swag bag today before we get to this episode's force feature. Just as okay, cute and useful is a, a pretty good combination, I would say. And if I had to pick a character that was cute and useful, I would have picked R2-D2, but strangely enough, he's not represented here with these Mimo power tubes, which are these little portable... Uh, you know, mobile device recharging tubes and then you can recharge the tubes themselves and you plug it in via USB port on your computer. They've got a lightsaber version, a Darth Vader version, a C-3PO version, and a Stormtrooper version. No R2 yet, so a uh, note to the makers of that. I think you should get on that, but we've got them pictured at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. Do give them a look and you can actually pop through from our website and pick one up if you like to. And with that, we are going to dive into our Force feature. So, again, at the top of the show, I was talking about the idea that with six issues in to Star Wars and to Darth Vader, we might be able to make an assessment as to what kind of impact on the canon this is having. Of course, the mind immediately jumps to the bombshell dropped at the end of Star Wars 6, where we find out that Han Solo is married, or seemingly married, at least has met a woman who claims to be his wife, 
And that is proving to be rather a divisive topic in the Star Wars universe as to whether Han Solo should ever have had a wife to begin with or if he should just be the free Roman smuggler that we all assumed him to be in the movies. Personally, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop on this one because I have a feeling we're going to get a lot more clarity in Star Wars Issue 7. So I'm not necessarily jumping to conclusions on that one yet. I know there are some people who are saying, all right, shark jump, (laughs) that's it. But, yeah, I I want to see how this plays out. But a couple I'm thinking of, well, one of them didn't even really get much attention, and that was Jabba Hutt's admission that Obi-Wan Kenobi had been a thorn in his side for many years. And this was dropped as a little nugget in conversation between Darth Vader and Jabba the Hutt in one of the issues. And that sheds a light on Obi-Wan's activity on Tatooine during the 19 years of solitude that... I thought was really kind of interesting. Like, why would Obi-Wan take a particular interest in Jabba the Hutt? I have no idea, but I think there's a lot of story to tell there. And now, of course, the revelation that he was keeping journals and saving them for Luke. That should prove very interesting indeed, especially (laughs) knowing that he's going to keep all these journals and still not somehow tell Darth Vader (laughs) or tell Luke that Darth Vader was his father. So with all that said, I'm really liking the idea of an Obi-Wan Kenobi who was not just sitting on his duff in the middle of Tatooine keeping an eye on Luke Skywalker. And I know that there's been some implication of that before, but... I personally never really had the sense that he was doing much other than sitting around and uh, talking with Force ghosts and trying not to lose his mind. But the idea of him out and about has so much danger and excitement to it. I mean, him getting spotted as a Jedi would have gotten him hunted down immediately and by massive forces. So whatever he must have been up to must have been clandestine and super important. And it just makes me want to know so much more about how the Obi-Wan who went in the desert at the end of Revenge of the Sith became the Obi-Wan who came out of the desert to help Luke at the beginning of Star Wars A New Hope. And I'd love to know what you think about Obi-Wan's time in exile. Chime in at the blog post for the show's episode at sw7x7.com. Hey, Rebel Rousers. Is your entire life on your computer? All your documents, all your music, your photos, your videos? What would it be like for them to all be wiped out in an instant because of a failure, an accident, a theft? Luckily for all of us, that never has to happen. Crash Plan is continuous backup capability that starts at just $4 a month. To keep your files safe and to access them from anywhere, anytime via Crash Plan's mobile app, go to sw7x7.com crash. And finally, your trivia. Oh, I see it. Oh, this is going to be easy. Uh, yeah, this one should have been easy. Yesterday we asked you whose philosophy is there is no try, and that's Yoda. Today's question, what device did Captain Nita think the Falcon was too small a ship to have installed? Thanks for flying with me for another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, no Bothan spies died to bring it to you, so please leave me a great rating or review on your favorite podcasting app. That way you'll be helping to spread the word about the podcast to gorgeous Star Wars fans like you. Meanwhile, show notes, swag, the breaking news Twitter feed, and more are waiting for you at sw7x7.com. This doesn't feel like rock. It's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2014 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!